Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today, today we have a really amazing dude on the show. This guy is a celebrity chef. I mean, he won a TV show called um, Chopped on the TV Food Network. I'm excited to have this guy on and to hear his story. So stay with us. We're going to get this thing rolling. All right, let's get this started. Let's welcome Eric Levine to Breakthrough Walls. Eric, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. I'm excited to have you here, man. Um, you're the, for the record, you're the first celebrity chef I've had on. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> you have any better celebrity chefs than me, all right? <laughs> dude, dude, I have uh hey, look at that. That's the guy that introduced us. James. Dude, every time I I always play around with James. I'm like, dude, every time I tell Siri to call him, I'll say call James Bodwin and she'll go, calling James Bodwin. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's crazy. But anyway, so um, hey man, I, I'm excited. I know that you um, I, I've stalked you on Facebook a little bit. Nice. Um, I can't wait to come out to Long Island and bring my wife and eat at your restaurant. Um, I, I've seen some of the stuff. Can I just say that what 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 is that crab sandwich thing? The crab sandwich. It's like a crab or uh, or no lobster lobster oh, the lobster roll. Oh, the lobster. Oh. Yeah, you know what? It's so weird. Like when I opened up on Long Island, oddly enough, we opened up. In September, so not even a year ago, and then all this pandemic happened. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, but lobster roll has become this big, popular thing on Long Island. You know, normally it's a you know Cape Cod, Maine type thing. Yeah, people just love love their lobster roll, and if it's not just perfect with the mayo, they kill you. It <laughs> is, dude. It looks it looks incredible. It, it <laughs> yeah, it's good. Thanks, I appreciate it. You know, it's like anything else. We play with food, and that's a common thing. So we have so many weird things that we do here, and fun things. Uh, to me, it's one of the one of the fun, exciting moments that we have. Like just, I just, I like, to, I love to have fun. I've been yeah. doing this almost forty years now, almost yeah. forty years, and and every day I don't ever work, and that's for me like the greatest thing to get uh, up every day and to look forward to going in into the hot kitchen. Yeah, I, I love it, dude. So I, I let's start. You know, I created this show. It's been. Um, about two and a half years, two year, or two years and some change um, since I started the show. And I, I, I literally started this to help people get unstuck in life and kind of break through the walls that are holding them back. And um, so let's let, but let's start with where you were born and raised. You sound like you may be from Texas. No, Texas. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Texas by way of Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where I grew up, yeah, yeah. Uh, an amazing little town, not town, an amazing borough in New York and, and lived there, grew up there. Um, just a phenomenal place to live. The great community, um, lots of insanity back in the 70s. But, you know, grew up in it and, and love it. Still, my my uh, heart is always there. You know, it's one of those things that you never – you can take the boy out of Brooklyn, but you can never take the Brooklyn out of the boy. And so so you're, from, you're from Brooklyn? Yeah, Sheepshead Bay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. You know, And I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been there in forever. But my mom still lives there for some reason. Um, but it's uh, – it's it was a great – I mean, a great learning experience as a child, I should say. You know, it was wow. one of those 
yeah, it's it's uh, and and to be able to to still be close to it, and, and a lot of my friends I grew up with in Brooklyn were still close. We still talk, and via social media, and and you know, luckily I, I do a lot of TV and Food Network stuff, so they find me, like like they stalk me. It's really weird. I get a text like, "Hey, it's you remember me?" I'm like, "No, I." Um, <laughs> When do we meet? Oh, we were in class in second grade. We were best friends. I'm like, best friends. I haven't seen you in what thirty something years, forty yeah. years. So much for best yeah. friends. <laughs> I, I I know how that goes, dude. So so um, so so you grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. Going to like so, I, I assume you you graduated from high school. You you did you end up in college? I'm did yeah. You well, went, we went to culinary school. I went to the culinary did, school in America, but okay. I. So much. It's kind of weird because I start, started at such a young age uh, in the business when I was 11. I had my first job as a dishwasher, and then it turned into like a, a cook's position, and then life began. And um, that's how I wound up getting myself into a lot of trouble because back in those days, um, you could drink in the kitchen. And like, again, it's not that now things are completely different. Like you couldn't the things that we got away with, or things that were done in the kitchens when I grew up, you can never, ever, and should never get away with. Uh, as as uh, as a cook now, um, between the drugs and the alcohol, and it just it was a zoo. So I put uh-huh. in the, yeah, I mean I wound up being a thirteen year old heroin addict, uh, drugs and, and all that fun stuff. And wow, um, you know, but you but you're you're part of your environment. You know, you're yeah. of, it's kind of like as you as you, you know, people go through abusive childhoods, um, they they become what their environment is unless they're able to change that you know, that approach, if they were to break the chain and that. Um, so for life, you know, it, it, it had to be some certain, uh, certainly sour lemons, uh, but I made the lemonade out of it now, you know, yeah, as, yeah. As you know, and, that, and that's why for, for shows like yours, um, I, I'm, I love paying it forward. I love to be able to share in the story because if we could help that one person see something, that's what I want. If I could help. So, so like when I was on the show chopped, um, yeah, so I don't know if you know this, but I'm a five-time survivor of cancer. And James, James mentioned that to me. I, I'd like, yeah, we'll yeah, let's so, talk about that one here in a bit. But yeah, yeah. So when I, so when I was in my fifth battle of it, um, I, that's when I taped the show Chopped. So the night before I was on for taping, I had a chemo treatment, a radiation treatment. My oncologist told me I had six, eight months to live. Holy crap! So. You know, I got up in the morning and I said, what do I got to lose? You know, if I go on the show and I win, great. I die a winner. If I go off and die, no one's going to say, oh, he sucked. You know? Wow. <laughs> you know? So I went on. I wound up winning, which is great. Uh, but in the middle of the show was like one of those um, moments of clarity. And from the show, once it aired, the amount of people that contacted me because their spouse was going through cancer or their child or their, you know, their aunt or whatever – to come to me to say, hey, can you talk to them? Your energy was so good. You were positive about you're going to f- figure this out and get through it. Yeah. So it became, you know, I felt responsible. You know, I felt like I had, I had to do this because it's, it's, it's my calling, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, yeah. when I got through the cancer, when I, when I was found out that I was in remission, um, I realized that there was something more to, to life than what I was doing that I had a message. And even though I, it was my fifth battle of cancer, this one hit me the hardest because of the six to eight months. But I I realized I had to pay it forward. I realized I had to do more for others and really kind of, you know, just change, shift everything that I do. Even my approach to my staff now, to my customers, I'm more empathetic. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I want to help others uh, like yourself in, 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 in growing and taking things that you can do to make people better, make them happy, right. more successful. Uh, so, you know, when James hooked us up, I was like, this is like the great opportunity to be able to share on that. So yeah. that's what also led me to starting my own podcast, uh, which happens uh-huh. behind the wall, um, because there's so much that goes on and, and having the different, I guess, structures of my life, whether it's the kitchen, whether it's, you know, beating cancer, drug abuse, actual, you know, being molested as a child. Um, there's these different things that that make it important for me to pay it forward. There's a reason yeah. why if there is a God, God hasn't taken me. And I always tell people God hates me, hell's afraid I'll take over, so I'm stuck here. You know <laughs> um, but it's it's about it's about how we could help others, you know, with the things yeah. that are going on in this world. It is 
insane. Um, and I just, listen, we're not going to fix everything overnight. We're not going to make everyone's life different overnight, but every day we can try. Every day we can push it forward to the people around us and hope that engages others on the perimeter and we'll bring so, them all in. Let me, let, me ask, let me ask you this, man. So go back to, um, you went through, uh, you just fast forwarded through your whole life. Yeah, kind of. Okay, we're done. 10 <laughs> minutes in, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So food to feed off of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really thinking about just taking a flight over for lunch today. But so, so let's let's go back to you went to because I I can, we have similar paths, believe it or not. Um, I started in an Italian restaurant working at 11 years old. There you go. 11 years old and I start, I didn't start dishwasher. I, I ended up doing dishes, but, um, I started cleaning the trash dumpster area outside for a couple of hours. And, oh God, that was all you. Okay. I got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, but, but, you know, I tell my daughters, I'm like, Hey, I was a backline chef in a, in an Italian restaurant and, and, and my my youngest daughter's like, oh yeah, sure you were, because <laughs> I never cooked. And, yeah, but, but but I I, I wasn't a, I was a backline cook. I I never got up to the chef position. But anyway, um, you know I, I, you know, start with what what made you decide I'm going to culinary school. Like it just seemed like the thing that you were supposed to do. Yeah, well, my fir my first, yeah, it goes back to when I was six years old. My parents were divorced, and I'd see my six? dad. Yeah, six. six. So when I was six years old, I got my first cookbook. It was a Mickey Mouse cookbook. Cookbook, and when I'd see my dad once in a while, he got me for Christmas, and he said, "You can make anything you want." Wow. So I picked out the uh, Goofy's. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, it was we picked out the uh, Goofy's chocolate mousse, and. We we're making. And if you remember the older days where they had the the hand blender and you could take the actual whisks off, remember yep. the ones, right? So he said, "Whatever you do when you're mixing it, don't pull it out while it's still on." Well, <laughs> I was that kid. All right, there was myself and my older brother, and and I was the I was the trouble child. <laughs> right. So of course I was like, "Oh, okay." Vroom. Bang! Right up to the ceiling, and he left it up there probably for a good few months. And oh uh, time, oh, that beating was not fun, but it was. But you know what? I, my association with food and attention as as a kid. Uh, my grandmother basically raised us because uh, my mom was a uh, full time. She was working full time and going to college full time for to be a nurse. Yeah. So I always associated food and love of food and some type of attention, and that's where I was hooked on it. So uh, as life progressed, it just became the norm. It became uh, something that felt comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, the kitchen life, the insanity, the screaming, the fire was like home, you know. So to me, it was like a natural progression to be able to live the life. Um, and it's, it's rendered me amazing things in life. And I'm not just talking financial. I'm talking about uh, relationships, yeah. the ability to change people's lives, having the ability to – help others uh, through what I do. And it's not just about food. It's charity work. It is uh, human interaction. It's all those little things that make a difference. And, and how can I create, for my business, how can I create that experience every day? So like yeah. we have a kitchen where people can see what's going on. They could come in and they could say hello. And that's that's what I want. I want people to come into our house and feel like they're home. You know, and that's an important thing. I used to, I used to think the more creative I could be, the more upscale I could be, the more, you know, I could be this chef, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter. The foo foo stuff, the the tweezers, the you know, thirty hands on one plate. That's not for me. Um, yeah. We do some fun stuff and some more upscale stuff. Yeah. But when you can give someone that burger as a burger and have them come to the window and say best burger ever, it's kind of cool. Basic, simple, but great. And that's how yeah. I do everything in life. You know, it's it's um, it's a blessing to do. And it's you know, I have a few cookbooks out. I you know. Uh, just lots of fun that I'm doing. And listen, it's never easy, but every day is great. Yeah. You know, when you go public. I, I think, you know, uh, first off, I, when I come over, I want I want to watch you in action. Yeah, you can sit <laughs> Welcome to it. 
I'd, lo- I'd love to see it, man. I love, I love watching talented chefs, man. I, I just love it. You got to get James and you guys come on out. Yeah, we're, we're down with that. So, so the, um, yeah, look, my wife's already talking about getting your, your, by the way, her brother, my brother-in-law has, has had cancer off and on since he was six years old, six years old, man. Yeah. So she, you know, she knows all about that. But, yeah. So, so talk about the first, cause you said you've had cancer five different times. Talk yeah. about the very first time. How old were you when you, yeah, I was 29. Um, wow. oddly enough, I had this weird pain in my right leg and it started to become numb. I ignored it cause I figured, cause I worked a lot, you know, in the business and you just work and you get all these pains and weird stuff going on. And then finally I, you know, I started getting tired, like weird, oddly tired. So I went to a doctor, had him check me out. He said, I want you to take some blood work. I wound up having what's called uh, uh, chondrosarcoma. But the chondrosarcoma wasn't, typically it happens in the, in the joints, but it was in my spine. Mm. So, which is, and it's also typically happens in males that are 55 and older. So wow. of course me, why do anything the easy way, right? And so, you know, right. Chemo radiation treatment, and, and I did that, and I came out the other side. Uh, just about a year and a day later, uh, wound up finding out that because I was doing tests every uh, every six months, yeah, wound up having um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Jeez, yeah. So that I went through that. Uh, that was that was a lovely ball of wax. Um, and then I had another. I think it was another year and a half wound up getting what's called AML, acute myeloid leukemia, twice. So it was in remission, and then it came back. Oh, my God. And after that, uh, seven years, I was I was in remission for seven years, and I was on my first vacation with the family. And we came off the cruise, and I started to feel this weird, like I couldn't breathe type yeah. thing, oddly enough. Um, week went by, got checked into the hospital, they did all these tests. They thought a heart attack. They thought whatever. And then we had a pulmonary doctor come in, and he said my chest plate was torn. Wow. Yeah. So I just had to take these antibiotics. I had to take this other stuff, and it was fine. Well, that August uh, was my yearly at that point. I was going yearly for my, my checkups. And I was just feeling tired all the time. I wasn't feeling right. So we did, you know, obviously they did the blood work and my colleagues called me up and he said, you need to come in and we need to talk. And I'm like, okay, what is it? Turned out to be Richter syndrome. Uh, Richter syndrome is an advanced form of chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Uh, very rare, very deadly. Um, and of course I don't do anything easy. So we started treatment. Uh, they did what they call, it's called stacking where they take two types of chemo um, and the acronyms are our chop and mind bop and then whatever the chemical is it was it was brutal it was brutal and that's also you know besides wow. the chemo is doing the uh the radiation as well and that's what my oncologist told me is like you know i don't know what else i can do for you but i'm gonna pass you on to the specialist and wow yeah so that was that was pretty creepy you know people talk about like you know and unfortunately my little brother right now he has a geoplastoma um which is a brain cancer and he's not going to come out the other side so, uh, so we talk about it all the time, and and you know he's he's really in, in rough shape right now. But unless you're given, unless someone tells you that, and it's really morbid. And I hate to talk about things like this, but unless someone tells you that you're going to die, we all know we're going to die. Yeah, we all know it's going to come. We don't know when. We don't obsess about it because forever in our minds we're going to live. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but if someone tells you you got six to eight months to live, and that's it. Uh, you you go from you go from okay to holy <laughs> mother of God to this okay I'm gonna beat it or I'm gonna die trying and in the mindset so I did a, I did an interview with uh, Sanjay Gupta from CNN and he talked wow. about beating the cancer and things like that so he even was surprised uh, when he talked to my oncologist how bad it was you know because he does his due diligence and he talks yeah and. It was kind of interesting because now, now it's you know nine years in remission, but you, you look back and you go, I, I should be dead, you know, like like wow, you know. So there's whatever the reason is. Um, How many years ago was it? Um, I'm in remission nine years now. 
dude like yeah uh, so you know i i do a lot on on mindset and and i love dr joe dispenza i don't know if you follow him mm -hmm. or not um ed Milet and uh andy Frisella talk about him a lot a incredible incredible guy like i highly recommend his books becoming uh becoming supernatural is one oh, of yes. them i'm sorry yes i'm sorry yes yeah amazing amazing yeah. book so um you know but let's talk about labels for a minute let's talk about that doctor i like i was he did he did he did he give you any hope or did he just say, hey, dude, this is it? Eight, eight, eight months he, or so. Um, I think he I think he was more upset about it than I was. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, but you know, it, when we talked about it, it was this is what I can do for you. If this doesn't work, there's nothing I can do. Wow. I'm hoping it could work. It has worked in the past, but everybody's different. You know, that's one of the things that people forget that cancer, you you and I could have the same type. Right, but our treatments are different. Our reactions are different. Yeah. Our end game is different. You know, uh, there are certain cancers that that people will never recover from. Pancreatic is a massive one. Yeah. You know, that you very rarely come back. Geo uh, geoplastoma is another one. It's yeah. hard to you know. You can live a certain period of time, but it's going to get you. Right. You know? um, one of my favorite all time drummers, uh, this guy Neil Peart from a band called Rock. He just passed away uh, Neil, from yeah. Same, yeah from that same brain yeah. cancer my brother has so wow it, it really hit home because you know you know the band rush has been my whole life I, my, my first time i saw them i was seven years old seven years eight years old i saw them open up a kiss i, I dude, that's my first concert was oh, right really? oh yeah. that's great yeah 1984 man exit okay. stage left that's funny yeah so so um yeah neil pert's the best drummer that ever yeah. lived yeah. but uh we, yeah. we don't have to go into all that great writer um, yeah put a couple books out really good novelist and, yeah. and i mean his, you know the, the lyrics that he wrote for rush were just so intensive it's kind of fun to to read through his stuff sometimes and just yeah. see what he, really, what he really meant to say you know? Who knows? so so you you've um you've definitely beat the odds for sure like a lot of ways yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think what do you think um did did you did you get did you have a mindset shift? It was like, uh-uh, no, nah, this ain't going down like this. I'm, I'm going to beat I've this. Always been that way. So, so you know, my background has been so weird, and the things I've gone through between, like I said, between the the, the drugs, being molested as a child, the you know, the cancer, all these things kind of like toughened me up, I guess, give me thick skin, uh, but also made me aware that I, I won't stop. I mean, I, I, you know, I do what I do every single day. Uh, to one degree or another, even like today we're off, we're closed for the restaurant, but I'm here doing work uh, because I truly believe that I, I need to constantly always move forward and stuff. And yeah. you know, I yelled that from family and friends. Oh, you need to slow down. You need to slow down. I'm like, why? Well, it's like the 75 hard program. It's every day. Yep. Working out twice a day. Okay. Yep. You're like, oh, you need to relax your muscles. I'm like, wait a minute. What do you think? I'm going out bodybuilding? I'm, right. I'm it, you know, it's not about that. It, you know, it's pushing yourself, and and yeah, it is the mindset. That's the that's our strongest weapon. And I talk to my like my staff, to my kids, my family. Like, if you could get over, you know, I can't, and can start focusing on how to do it, you'll be able to succeed in anything. And it may not be where you want to go, but it's going to be where you need to go, or what's meant for you to be. Right. You know, you're so caught up in oh, if I don't have this, this, and this by this time, can't like. Every day is different. You never yep. know what's going to happen. I mean, look at what's going on in our world right now. Whoever thought, right? Yeah, right. Right. Along, along, and all of a sudden, hey, it's COVID. Hey, you know. Yeah. And so, it's it's like anything else. So, my, for my for me, my mindset's always been one of survival, uh, one of strength, one of empathy, one of determination. Because, I, you know, I, I won't fail. You know, I have failed, but I won't yeah. fail. I failed in the past. I'll never happen again. I'll never make the same those same mistakes twice. I'll make other mistakes, but I'll learn from them. And I'll pay. And most importantly, is I'll pay it forward. You know, I talk to my and I always refer to my team, but because I'm now, I've become their mentor. Uh, now I've become their teacher. And if I can make them great and even better than I ever was, yeah, career, that's awesome. I've paid. I've paid it forward. 
Right. Know, that will always be the legacy. Um, they'll always remember how I helped them to grow and develop and to be here. You know, I have had mentors that have pushed me and they don't even know how hard they really pushed me. Um, they would do what they thought was right. Right. So, so now I do a lot more reading. I, you know, I'm involved in a lot more organizations and, and truly inspired by paying it forward and helping others. I don't need anything in life. You know, I'm good. I'm good with, you know, I don't need all the money in the world. Right. That's, that's not going to make me a better person. I'll get a nicer car, a nicer house. I could do more for others by having this money to, to, to do fundraisers or to pay it forward by helping families. Good. Yeah. But I don't need, you know, I'm, you know, I wear the same shoes every day. You know, I'm always in my chef jacket except for right now. Because it's yeah. But, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that I don't, what do I need? I have it. I have it all. And I want to do more to help others. That's my goal. If I could make more money and I could pay it forward by doing other things with the money, great. We you take the money with you, you know? Right, right. So, so with the, the, sounds like you did the TV show. Um, is that a, it's, I guess a competition show chop? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so food network chop, uh, it's the biggest show ever, the biggest highest rated wow. show on food network. And you know, it's interesting because from that show, I was able to do the chop and chop champions. I was on Bob Flay and I'm actually have done stuff for travel channel. And, and so wow. it's, everything's begotten the next thing. Uh, but from the show, I became good friends with uh, Scott Conant, who's one of the judges, Vinny Chohan, who's one of the judges. She actually wrote the phone for my new cookbook. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and uh, oddly enough, like I say, um, you know, I started a podcast, which I just kind of, it just kind of happened. Yeah. And now all these people that I'm friendly with are coming on. Like uh, I'm going to be recording with Vinny. I'm going to be recording with this uh, celebrity chef, David Burke, uh, with this guy, Eddie Trunk. And, you know, all these people that start to, to come on. And they're interested in, and you know, it's a little nothing, but it's starting from somewhere, right? So if I could take what, what made you, what made you decide to do that? Were you invited to do it? Did you try out for it? How, how does that work? So when, so I was for chopped, I was actually brought in by a town scout, a friend of mine. Oh, wow. They were, they were working on another show, not chopped. And I read for the show. No, I'm a cook. I don't. Yeah. Right. I, Right. So they wanted, you know, chefs who have been in the catering field and blah, blah, blah. So I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And we started talking about the show and they told me who was kind of the, the, the celebrity chef for it, the host. And I said, yeah, I, I can't do it. This is conflict of interest. And they're like, why? I said, because him and I went to culinary school together and he was a bully to some people. And, uh, this is something you don't know about me, but I don't like bullies. Um, I will I will bully the bully because I want to allow other people to be pushed down by a bigger person. And he got pushed down hard by a bigger or by another person that was me. So when they when they told me it was this guy, and I'm like, nah, you don't want that because him and I uh, not gonna go. And they said, oh, but we got this other show. It's a new show. It's called Chop. Have you seen it? And I like saw a clip of it like in its first episode. Because yeah. I was in the first year cycle. And I'm like, I watched it. I was like, yeah, how hard could this be? Yeah, that was the most terrifying. <laughs> you know, what it is, like when you see, when, if you ever see the show, it's you get 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and 30 minutes. And there is no redo. There is no, you know, what's in the bat. You know nothing about it. Actually, on my podcast, I did a whole episode on my chopped experience because people think, oh, you know what's in the basket. You have no clue. Oh, it must be in more time than 20 minutes. No, it's exactly that. Plus, you get cameras. You get three cameras on you from all different angles, and they're in your way half the time. You know who does that? We're all in the, we're, we're all in the same position, so equal right. sanity. But you know, I ran into the guy, knocked him over, and I'm like, "Oops, oh, sorry." And I walked over him. And, uh, but from from that show, you know, it's it's interesting how, and it's a cooking show. It's a competition. Uh, it's it's a great thing because I won. It is a weird thing because I won, and you become a target for. Your customers, you know, I had one customer yelp, oh, you know, chop champion chef, guess what? You're chopped. And you're like, shut up. That's what you got? That's all you got. You're really clever there, Jack. And did you spend all day thinking about that? Yeah, you know, right. Um, it was one of those things that it's, uh, you just, you just kind of deal with. It's like anything else. You know, probably everyone's got something to say about something. And everyone, everyone you know, but it's funny, like I have customers who, uh, who come in over the years and uh, you know? Oh, you know, my husband's a chef, and you're like, oh, really? Well, what does he cook? Oh, no, no, I don't work in a restaurant. I, I cook at home. 
So you're a home cook. I'm like, right. that's me reading a legal document and saying I'm a lawyer. We're going to right. me and going, hey, look, I'm a doctor. I just stuffed up. <laughs> really, folks, you know, you know we're, oh, we're the same here. You know, you and I, we cook right. the same pressure. Right. Yeah. Put you in that, put you in the, in the, in the hole. Let's see how you do. Hey, I, I own a set of, of Cutco knives. Man. <laughs> if I had my line of knives still around, I'd send you a set. <laughs> yeah, right. So so apparently my wife and daughter watch Chopped. I, I've never seen it myself. Uh, your wife and daughter are awesome. I know, right? So, um, wow. And I think my 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 daughter, my youngest daughter is uh, she loves. She's nine years old. Loves to cook. Loves to. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. So, so you you um, so you won that show, and and at that at that time you probably were not as well known as you became afterwards yeah i mean that that certainly helped i mean i already had a reputation i mean I, you have lots yeah. of awards and, and lots of different things so so i have had and because of the different organizations i belong to before that I yeah had international uh, recognition because of the catering world and the things that i've done for that so that just that that helped boost to the next level which yeah is, you know it's a great thing that that's incredible, man. I, I cannot, my wife just commented and said, I can't, cannot imagine that pressure. I'm sure it was a ridiculous amount. Yeah, of pressure. You know, people always say, you know, like, Oh, it looks so easy. I'm like, you're out of your mind. You know, you walk into the, the you know, that <laughs> chop champions was a little bit easier because you were a little more familiar with the studio and where things were. Yeah. Just the pressure. You know, you got 20, you, people don't understand what 20 minutes means. You know, when you're trying to prepare a dish, and you have no clue where anything is. You don't know. It, it, we're all, all the chefs are on the same boat, so we all had the same pressure. So yeah. if anyone who's on that show tells you that there's no pressure, they're full of it. I don't yeah. care. You, you know, you're in one ear. You hear the judges mumbling something, and if you catch it, because I was close, my table was closest to the judges, and I'm here. I am cutting it, and I hear them talking about another contestant, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to do that. Oh, I got shift gears, you know. Um, wow. Or you're, you know, the pressure of the time, you're three, two, one, you're like, oh, and you hear them going, oh my God, get it on the plate, get it on the plate. And you're like, but I'm, I'm trying, shut up, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. It was fun. You know, it's, um, it was weird because they brought it up. Because when I got to the studio, I had to explain to them because I had a chemo treatment and radiation treatment the night before that if something happens to me, I fall, cut, bang my head, whatever, they need to know that that's what occurred last night. Right. What happened was when I got up to the judges' table, they, they brought it up. So if you saw the episode, you could kind of see me look at them like, you know, I, I don't want to talk about this. You know, this isn't about that. It's about winning this competition and competing. And that's what I really wanted out of it. But they came out. And so from there, I just realized that I have to be able to, you know, I, I'll be able to, I'll be able to pay it forward. Yeah. Towards, you know, so it was good. It was, listen, it was great. So nine years and they play that thing. People will come in and be like, Oh, I just saw you on chopped. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's nine years old. Wow. Yeah. There was an episode. I did this thing with a travel channel called Food Paradise. And it was probably about five years ago. And it was in one of my old restaurants in New Jersey. And the amount of text messages that I got, because it must, you know, I only know when I'm on TV, on Chop, on Food Network or Travel Channel because I get texts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Excuse me. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's that's in in intense. So you you um did when did you start your restaurant? The new one? This one 373. Yeah. We we opened up uh, September 10th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we talked oh. about that. We're like uh, we're getting by because um because we didn't shut down because we're doing takeout. Uh we do this we do and actually we're doing some pretty cool things. We do this thing called feeding Farmingdale. Uh, which we had so in our backspace, we have an event space back there, and we yeah. do music on Fridays and Saturdays. So one of the partners came up with an idea to create a live music stream and uh, to feed families. That's nice. Yeah. So it was one of those things that was kind of important to us. But having the restaurant, you know, it's we opened up and uh, <laughs> the chaos ensued after you know in March, uh, right uh, before St. Patty's Day. And and so my partners also own 
the Nutty Irishman, which is next door, and it's a big Irish pub, kids, blah, blah, blah. And on, on our main, on, in Farmingdale, Main Street, they do a whole thing on a Saturday. They call it uh, uh, Leprechaun, where everyone dresses up like leprechauns and, yeah. and uh, get drunk and have fun. And right. they, right. we do it with say, uh, a couple of Irish bands here and shut it down. And it was crazy because we were just on such a roll, and I was getting so, we were getting so much TV press, and I was on doing, you know, it, it was crazy. And then to get hit like that, we had to shift gears really quick. So we do a lot of takeout, we do a lot of packages that are fa- you know that are reasonably priced for families. Uh, we just started doing, oddly enough, now that the streets are kind of opening again, uh, we do a lot of cocktails to go. It's been I, I'm doing this almost 40 years. I've never seen the amount of percentage wise. Typically in a restaurant, you're about 75% food, 25% alcohol, or 70-30 in that range. Yeah. Um, yesterday, it was six, I think it was 69% alcohol. The rest food, it was insane. Oh, it was a slower day, but my God, it was like nuts. It was wow. You just want to drink and hang out, and, and you can't hang out yet. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there soon. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we can start banging on this. Um, It's been interesting because, you know, you had to lay off a ton of people, and now we're starting to bring people back slowly. Yeah. People don't want to come back because they're making more money on unemployment than they are working for us. And, you know, we could talk about that, the whole other story. Yeah, right, right. Um, As a business owner, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I literally, I literally had this um, this exact conversation this morning with a uh, somebody that's that's in um, in the government. So that that he he expressed concern about about that yeah. very thing. Yeah. So you know, I think that um, I mean, you've been through a lot, a lot, lot. Um, way more than what most people go through in life. And, and what's that? What a high threshold of pain, apparently. Yeah. Well, so you've, you've been through this and yet you, you, you put off this, this really amazing energy. Like you've got this, this happiness about you, this energy that, that, yeah, I mean, you you genuinely do. I I just feel like you know when I when I meet you, you know we're we're gonna hug hug it out with a bro yeah. hug or something, right? So, um, but like I I think that I'd like to know where that that comes from. Why? Why? How can you go through all? I mean, you've had cancer five times, dude. You were told you had eight months to live. Like what? Where does this come from? Why are you so happy? Well, it comes from that. It comes from the fact that I came on the other side. And the realization of how amazing life is, even through chaos, and and maybe because I like chaos, um, I I just, you know, this is one of the things that that my, I guess my grandmother uh, pushed into me, Um, the positive energy, the, she, you know, she came through a rough time in life, um, and, and just her love. I think my mom the same way, you know, that was the reason uh, I think I've been positive. Listen, my mom and I have always been very, very close, uh, even even when I was the troubled child, even yeah. when it was making things difficult for her. And she was only doing the best she could. Now we're, be- I mean, we're we've always been best friends. And yeah. the lessons that I've learned from her and the positive, I call her the hippie because that's she's a hippie to me. You know, she's always, anyone who knows me, knows when I refer to my mom, I refer to her as the hippie. In my cell phone, it says the hippie, it says the hippie on there. And she's all about peace and love and all that happiness. And, you know, she went through a tough time. And my mom, my grandmother went through a tough time. But they were always full of love, right? And I, I didn't understand that till I guess, I beat cancer for the last time, how you could be positive, caring, energetic. Um, you kind of live. Like, you know what? It, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to say this world sucks. This is wrong. Point the finger. They're wrong. Them this. Them that. But yeah. you know, uh, someone who used to be very close to me used to say to me, like every time you point a finger, you know, there's three pointing right back at you. Yep. And she was 100 percent right. And I was, and that, and that is that that those aha moments where I have a lot of people who rely on me. Right. If, if I'm down, I can shift the energy anywhere in the negative. 
but I could also shift it in the positive. So if I could, if if my daughter's having a day, bad day, how can I motivate her to feel good? You know, um, yeah. if a cook is having a bad day, how do I motivate them? But if you give that energy off, it's the greatest thing ever to shift someone's mood like that. Give them a little positive affirmation. Why not? Why just beat on them? You know, it doesn't help you. And listen, we we you know in the kitchen we beat up on each other all the time. Yeah. But um, we we genuinely help each other. For me, as the leader, um, first one in, last one out type thing. Um, I'm always, I always want to, I always want things to be positive. It's easy to get angry at something and, and lose focus. And when you lose focus, you lose you, you, the end game. You lose the the goal. Your sight is blurred by whatever. So you find solutions, and, and I think that's where it comes from. I think it comes from being in the worst-case scenarios of everything in life. Like I, I wouldn't wish what I went through on anybody, nobody, because no one, no one deserves to be in that position. No one should ever feel what I felt. You know, so, so if I could help them not do that, if I could help them succeed, if I could help them move forward in life despite challenges – then it's great. Then I've then I've accomplished something, yeah. And I think that's what it's about: and paying it forward and and being a leader, being a person who can help make a difference. So I've gotten like we talk about the seventy five hard program. I've gotten three or four dozen easily easily three dozen people that I know involved. Yeah. And I get text messages all the time. You know, we're doing this interview. I got a text message from a guy, and I know what's going on. His mind, he's about to give up. So I'm going to go off this with you, and I'm going to say you're not going to give up. You're going to push through it. You know, you talk to people about, I can't do that. Well, of course you can. It's just you don't want to. Right. Either do or the do not theory. Yep. Right? Either yep. you do it or you're not. So I have a choice every day. I wake up. I wake up. I put my feet on the ground, and I thank God that I'm alive. I got two bad knees, but I got a great attitude. So I just, you know, you kind of move forward, and you kind of make the best of any situation, and you pay it forward by doing that. And you share with people, listen, okay, you know my knees suck, but I'm going to go downstairs and get something for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you just have to, you just push forward. I don't know. It's, it's, I've, I've learned so many valuable lessons and I think that now I have a very clear focus on what I could do and what I, what I need to do. So, you know, like coming on your show to me, it was like, you know, when James mentioned it, yeah, obviously I took a look at what you, what you do and your energy, yeah. your energy and, and like yeah. your show, you did the, the show last night and, and I watched it and, and, it hit me in, in a great way. You know, you, you had those two, those two um, people on that, were, that you were talking about what's going on right now. Yeah. And right. to listen to clear conversation, it's great. Um, and, and it's tough for people who care and want to make a difference to be able to, to, be able to articulate, I understand, I'm there for you. I've, I've, I have a friend I was talking to last night, and he's – you know, he's, he's African-American and, and, and he has two boys and, and he posted some things. And I said, listen, you know, you, you can't blame this on this. Yeah. I know you're angry and I'm yeah. there for you and I'm here for you. I can never, ever, ever feel how you feel because I don't see it through your optic. Right. Through mine. And, right. I love you and I'm here for you. And you could yell and scream to me if you want. You could talk to me about your fears. But no, I got you six. And, and, you know, he called me up and he was crying to me and, 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 and I love the guy and I, yeah. want, I just want him to be okay. And what's going on is not okay. So it's how do we change it as a society? And the same thing, the same rule applies to me. How do I change my small world, right? Every day. And how do I want to pay it forward to others so that they could pay it forward to others? You know, that, that constant chain, that constant moving forward. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy world, you know, it's not an easy world that we live in, and nor should it be. Nothing should right. be easy. Right. You, you don't accomplish greatness or great things by an easy, an easy thing. You know, by by getting the easy way through it. You know, people find that out. Listen, you know, you you hear people about paying. I don't know what the actress's name, but she paid for her kid to go to college. You know, that's how she got the, got the kid in by donating. Nothing free ever happens. There's no free meal. You get. Right. You get nailed like you know, all the crucifix, and now you're an idiot. You know, so it's one of those things. Like just right. do the right things every day, and you'll be okay. You know, karma has this funny way of coming back. You know, you put yourself in that position. I've done it. I did it for years until a good friend of mine, Carl, had said, "Stop 
painting yourself in the corner and swinging your way out, right? So, right. you know, it, he, it's true. So, you know, when, when I hear others talk about, about moving forward, I'm always like, hell yeah. Like, how do we get more people in that mindset? How do we get people to constantly, through their negative, um, the negative optic, how do we get them to see clarity? It's tough. It's not always easy. You got to bang on people to get them to understand that, you know? They're so, easy. You know, there's a, the, and, and I've often thought about this, you would know better than anyone, um, since this whole lockdown happened, and especially restaurants, it's almost like restaurants are being singled out. It, it, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, I'm sure you know, but the, you know, the servers, like they, they don't make much on an hourly wage. They, their money's in, in the tips. And I think, well, the, how are they surviving? How, how, I mean, the unemployment for a server can't be as high as what they actually make. No, I think, I think what they do is they, they calculate for servers who are making X amount. I think there's a different calculation for it. Um, like they, they push them right to the minimum wage. Because uh, for a non-typical yeah. but still, that's not that can't be close to what they 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 may actually make. No, probably not. But it's, listen, yeah. it's enough to survive. I mean, you find ways. I mean, there. But yeah. you know, um, you know, we try to bring people in. We try to, but there's not a lot of work. I mean, there's work, but as a tipped employee, there's no way near what they can. Yeah. Do. Right. Right. So, so for the for the person right now, Eric, that's that's you know they're they're struggling they 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 um they don't see a way out you know suicide is is at an all-time high yeah. and and um you know for the person that the, they just don't see a way out they don't know they can't pay their bills maybe they can't you know i i, I mean well i think i think there's 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 more options than people realize and i think part of it part of the darkness happens when they don't see the, the other right. but I think you know we pay close attention to our friends and family the people around us yeah we reach out a lot more than maybe we ever did I think that there's there's signs there's when people start to shut down why you know maybe they were so active socially um, uh, on social media where'd they go I reach out to people all the time who I haven't heard from in a couple of days just hey health and wellness check how you doing yeah. um, and I think that's important whether they're here in New York New Jersey you know India or France, I, I just do a wellness check. And I think that if everyone does that a little bit more often, uh, we can get to some the hearts of some of the, the problems. And communication is the biggest thing. Yeah. You, know, you sprinkle that in with what's going on uh, you know, here in America, it, it's it's crazy. You know, so I so I check on all my people every day, you know, just to make sure that they're okay. Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of like the suicide rate's gone up. Um, I hate to hear that because there's hope, uh, but people sometimes don't see it. And I think it takes people like us to push that hope out yeah. there, to reach out, to say, hey, you know, what, what can I do for you? How can right. I help you? I may not be able to, I mean, like for my staff, I may not be able to pay you, but I'll feed you every day. I'll feed you every day. doesn't matter. I'll figure out how to make you good with that. Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes it's as simple as a phone call or a text followed by, uh, you know, a goofy picture, you know, yeah. uh, you know try to make people smile and, and share in, in some goofiness and, and make them laugh a little bit. Sometimes it's just saying, listen, I see you struggling. What can I do to make it easier? How can I help you? Come in. Let's have, let me make you dinner. You know, meet me. We could, you know, meet me here and, and let's sit down and have a cup of coffee. Do you find that people have, you know, I, I would imagine that if I if I was ever in that position again, which I have been in that position, by the way, I'm a, I'm a recovered alcoholic with almost 18 years sober, and and you know I, when I was when I was out there doing my deal, man, I, I I had some some periods where you know I did not have money, and and I, I but I still had probably a very false sense of pride. So I would have never reached out to my buddy, Eric, and said, Hey man, I haven't eaten in a couple of days. I'm starving here. You know, I, I, I do you find that, that 
that maybe people are suffering from some of that, the, the pride oh, and hundred percent. But I, I, like I reiterate to my staff all the time that nothing wrong with having a meal. I need to help you feed your family. It's okay. I don't yeah. judge you. I don't, you know, and, and I don't think anyone in this day and age would do that. I mean, there's some animals out there who do, but yeah, right. you know, um, I, I don't care. I, I worked with my, with one of my uh, vendors, Cisco. And I said, listen, I want to do something where we could get food from you that, that I could distribute to the restaurants in the area for their families, for their team members, for their employees. What yeah. can you do? And they sent literally, I thought they were going to send a couple of boxes. They sent three, pa four pallets of food, four pallets of food. So I called up and down the block and I said, listen, wow. I have all this great stuff. This is meant for you not to sell, but to give to your staff to help them through this time. Come and get it. And they wow. did. It was great. So, you know, from there we, we created something that we could help our staff with and, and Hey, listen, you need food, you need whatever. Um, call us. So we, you know, we do the best we can, uh, money we can't do right now because we're, you know, we're in this space. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're struggling as everyone is to get by and we're all in it together. We're all in it together. And even our vendors who have been great to us and they've been patient and, you know, delivering food and, and we, unfortunately as a business that just opened, uh, hits you a little bit harder because you, know, you, you open up, not on a shoestring, but you open up on let because of course you want to be open in June and you don't open till September and you're paying the rent and your expenses, so your your working capital is a little bit less than you want it to be. Yeah. So we're we're in a role and we're making things happen and things were just it just you know the worst worst scenario you could have for opening up a new restaurant. Uh, however, you got to get creative. Yeah, we we've innovated. Uh, a lot of really cool things and that and that and packages and things that people could uh, order from us. Yeah. Some things are less expensive and some you know, we even started doing date nights. So on Fridays and Saturday we have a special menu just for date night for two people. Wow. And and we keep it within a reasonable price and everything's reasonably priced. And um, one of my partners always Joe always has I you know ideas that he comes to me with. He's like, What do you think of this? And you know, sometimes I wanna you know, give them a noogie, and then sometimes I'm like, yeah, perfect, makes sense. Uh, but yeah. but it's the fact that we're always trying to innovate. Right. There are ideas that we all have that just don't make sense for us. Yeah. There's a ton that do. So it's how do you create, like we, we were doing this uh, uh, cooking class, virtual cooking class that just didn't take off. It was a, so we were doing it where you would buy the package of food, yeah. go home, and then you'd come online with me and we would do it together. Yeah. For some reason, it just never picked up. And I don't know if it's because we didn't have enough time to do it. We're going to try it again. Um, but we're also going to, you know, uh, but we, we have a couple of things coming up down the road. Yeah. And I see other chefs who are doing it. And I'm like, how does it work out? Like, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we keep on, yeah. we don't slow down and we keep on trying new things and finding, uh, finding ways to, uh, to just innovate. Yeah. More options, yeah. This is a great question by, by our buddy James. Yeah. I can sell for any celebrity. Who would it be and why? If you could cook for any celebrity, who would it be and why? Hmm. So it could be a celebrity actor or sports figure, right? It could so be anybody in the world, any celebrity uh, in the world. So probably uh, Mark Messier, a hockey player who played for the New York uh, Oilers, um, just because I learned so much from his his way of yeah. of actually there's two people, him and Andy Frisella. I'm gonna put Andy above. I'm gonna scratch that. Hell with Mark Messier, Andy. I'm gonna cook for Andy. Why? Because from Andy, so much has shifted in my paradigm. So yeah. I want to say Andy, yeah. Um, Dude, I, I'm yeah. sure that would be an easy, easy – Andy and Emily would love, I'm sure, to have you come and cook for well, them. Well, trust me, don't think – I haven't tried yet. <laughs> I, haven't try, I haven't tried that route. I mean, I, Emily has my cookbook, and, you know, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to get Andy on the podcast one day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I, I actually I, – I sent a message to Andy, and I said, listen, when you open up the new headquarters – Coming down and cooking for you and the team, you and yeah. Sam and the boys, and uh, yeah. What do you say? 
I haven't got a response yet. So uh, yeah, he, I'm sure he gets killed in DMs all the time. Yeah, he does. He does. Dude, you're you're a, you're a rock star, man. I, I I'm uh, I, 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 I'm serious. I I uh, I can't believe that the stuff that you've been through and what you've overcome, um, and and you're still just grinding it out, man. You're still every day, every day, man. A lot to live for, you know. I, there's 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 so much more. And like I tell people all the time, I just literally scratching the surface on. on what's next for me. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the what's next that I need. It's the next, that's what's next that I need to do. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's, that's what I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm very, very blessed. I'm very, very lucky. Um, which is where the energy comes from. You know, I know that I have more to do and to help others just like you're doing. Yeah. And, and it's important. You know, and, and I appreciate the fact that James put us together, you know, cause me I, I met Arte through uh, 75 hard and yeah. that's the magic and that, that's the coolest thing ever. Like meeting someone via via social media that you've never met hand to hand, uh, face to face, but yet you feel like you're family already. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like there are things like I I there are people I've met through through seventy five hard and the Arte Syndicate that they're more family to me than my own family in some ways. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, I get it. it's crazy. Like you just you find people on same common ground which is yeah. kind of a cool thing to do and then be able to explore other things and learn from them which i love i love i love uh i love learning from other people I just want to get better i just want to keep doing you know like i, I always feel like I, that i sleep two hours a night and because I, I can't sleep because i'm always wow. thinking about like there's a million things that my mind doesn't shut down and you know yeah. and just there's so much more and it's yeah. like like I'm always feeling like this caged tiger. Like I just gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I, there are times where I don't know what to do with the energy. So I, I literally doodle. Like I could sit there and I've, uh, I'll show you one day this book of doodling that I have. It's the weirdest thing, but it just, it helps my mind process. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very shape color oriented. Yeah. It's this weird linear type thing. And I just, I always have to expand. I always have to expand that thing, you know. Yeah. Losing the weight, I'm expanding the mind. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I did 75 hard together, and and we went on um, a family vacation to Florida during 75 hard, dude. How'd that work? I ever do that? (laughs) We have another. We have another vacation scheduled. And, and James, James just asked me, he's like, you want to do 75 hard again? I said, not until I get back from vacation, bro. <laughs> no, I do not. It is brutal doing it, it on vacation. I couldn't even imagine. Oh, and we drove, we drove to Florida well, from Ohio. Cause you know, oh. there's lots of good eating going down that, that road. Well, no, not only that, you have to stop and work <laughs> out. Yeah. And, oh my God. It was, it was, dude, it was brutal, but you know, it, it was, uh, my wife just said it. it was so hard. We got home that uh, from vacation, we drove 13 and a half hours to get home and it pulled into the driveway at three twenty-four in the morning. Wow. And I, I went to the freaking gym. There you go. See, I get my Yeah, that's what it's about, man. And it's, it's so rewarding though, man. The payoff is insane. Wow. God, yeah, and, that, and and really, like I talk to people all the time about it. I'm like, it's really, it's the 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 physical change is the byproduct of the yeah. whole program. And yeah. once you live that lifestyle, like when I did it last year, uh, I made the mistake of doing it for the wrong reason. I did it because I, I thought I needed to do it. Now I'm doing it because I want to do it. Yeah. And so you know, down 43 pounds, but more more importantly, my mind has really has really just evolved. It's great. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's, it's unbelievable. It really true. It's life changing. It really is. So, so dude, I I think, uh, we, we need to all advocate for you going out and cooking for, uh, for Andy and Emily. I love that idea. And and I'll I'll have to send, I'll send Emily a message, but so, so dude, uh, thank you. Seriously. Thank you for being on. And and I I can't wait to bring my family out and eat at your restaurant. 
We're going to do that before the end of the summer. I'm going to commit to it right now, live on the air. You see, now you're held to it. You got That's to pull right. Too. That's right. So, and, and, I, and James, uh, you know, he's like a brother to me. So, um, I, I'm a, a younger brother. I'm, I'm way bigger than him. I always tell him like, dude, respect your elders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, so look, man, thank you for being on. I'm going to end the live stream. By the way, where where can everybody follow you? What's the best place? Uh, probably on Instagram. Uh, Instagram? L, yeah, on Instagram. And everything, it feeds everything else. So, yeah, typically I live on that. So, so look, James, now he's, now he's throwing, throwing <laughs> shots, shots. All right. All right, bro. So, all right, listen, everybody stand by for me, Eric, if you would, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and end this. Thank you again for Thank being you. a guest on the show. Great story, man. Great story. Thank you. All right. Thank you. See you guys tomorrow.